Hello, everyone, and welcome to Celtic Preacher Podcast 105. Even acts of generosity can be done for the wrong reasons we see in our text today. I suppose any good act can be done for the wrong reasons. And in the passage that we're looking at today, Jesus is not fooled by showy acts of generosity. You know, for Jesus, it's not enough to be generous. It's more about learning how to be generous with no strings attached. And actually, that's not even limited to generosity. It's anything. Uh, Overall, Jesus has no patience for pretenders. And he, he teaches us time and time again. You know, when you're giving... When you're reaching out, when you're helping someone, when you're being present for someone, he taught, don't let the left hand know what the right hand's doing. Which is all about, people really don't need to know the good you do. So you can get freed up from all of that. People don't need to know the good you do. It's enough that God knows what you do. So it's like if you're, if you're trying to impress, if you're trying to impress people and find people's approval, Jesus would say, mm, you're not going to vote it the right way. That's, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. You can spend your whole life trying to impress people. We can spend our whole life trying to have people or an individual think well of us. And give us a sense of worth and give us a a sense of acceptance. We can try, right? But overall, doesn't work well. Doesn't work well. What we need is a sense that, an inner sense that we're on track. We're doing the best we can do. We're being as authentic as possible before God. We're being as authentic as possible before other people. And then, after that's done, it won't matter nearly so much what others think of us. Because we know in our heart of hearts we're right before God. Really, really important. Well, anyway, here's the context. The context is Mark 12. Jesus is teaching in the temple courts. He's in Jerusalem. It's near the end of his life. And he is in this massive, massive temple structure. And he's in one of the outer courts. And from his vantage point, he can see that the religious leaders of his day are giving large sums of money. They're throwing large sums of money into into their offering. Now, the offering in those days with the temple, there were really big trumpet-like shaped boxes. And the more money, the more silver you put in there, or copper for that matter, the more money you put in there, the noisier the offering. Remember, there's no checks, there's no paper money, there's no credit card, nothing like that. So if you were a religious leader, if you were one of the scribes, and the scribes were the ones that would write out the sacred texts, were highly, highly respected, had a lot of power. If you were a scribe in those days, you would automatically be a tither, which meant that you would be given away 10%. Actually, I think they had three ties. So you are obligated, your religious duty is to give away large sums of money. 
And it appears that these scribes were throwing in large amounts of silver shekels to these trumpet-shaped boxes, and Jesus is standing watching them. And no doubt they're doing it in the noisiest, showiest possible way. And as he's watching these religious professionals uh, make a big show of their giving, he uses it as a teaching opportunity for the disciples, his students. And he said, now look, pay attention to this, verse 38. Beware of these scribes. Watch this. They're showy. Yeah, they look religious, don't they? They've got their long flowing robes on and they say all the right things and they're in a position of power. You know what? They're not honest, verse 40. They devour widows' houses and for a show make lengthy prayers. So really, from the beginning of time, people have used religion, have used uh, their position in religious in religious establishments to better themselves, really. So Jesus is saying, "Watch out for this now. You have to learn to be as wise as a serpent and as sent, as gentle as a, a dove. Don't be fooled by what people say and do on the outside. You need to learn how to discern things." Don't be fooled by these religious professionals just because they have the position. They sound very pious. They take advantage of people. They've given in to the temptation. They use people to get money. And it's all cloaked under the guise of religion, which was a particular uh, issue that really, really bothered Jesus. I mean, any kind of people getting taken advantage of, but it was even more infuriating when it was a religious person who did it. So he's seen, beware of this, disciples, this can happen. See, these scribes, they use their position and their leadership to draw attention to themselves. Long, fancy robes. People stood up when they drew near into the synagogue when the, the scribe would come in. They, were, they always sat in the places of honour, they always wanted to be seen and listened to. Their attitude was like, hey, I'm, I'm important. I'm important. Jesus said, see this attitude? Watch it. You'll see it come up time and time again. Very easy to succumb to this temptation to do things for the wrong motives. Now, in this case, it's generosity, but really Jesus teaches it's easy to give any kind of help or do anything out of self-interest. So it's the attitude of, well, what's in this for me? I'll do this for you, but how will I benefit? And the scribes are thinking, well, we'll be well thought of, we'll keep our position, make even more money, people will listen to us. Jesus is saying, watch this, watch this. Now, in contrast, after he watches the religious professionals throw in their shekels to the trumpet boxes, he's watching this and he sees this widow come in and throw into the trumpets two copper coins. 
Now, that's a tiny amount. We're talking a couple dollars here. It's really not a lot of money. Actually, it was all she had, apparently, the text tells us. Widow came in, put the copper coins in. That's it. Jesus said, This woman has put in more than all the rest of them, for all of them contributed out of their abundance. Meaning, yeah, 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 the scribes gave a lot of money. There's no doubt about it. They gave a lot, but you know what? They kept a lot for themselves too. They kept the majority of their money. Did they give? Yes, but they liked the recognition. They liked the power it gave them. It, 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 they liked the honor it gave them. This woman didn't give to get, get any honor. Who's going to honor you for giving a couple of dollars? No one. Who's going to be impressed with you for giving away a couple of dollars? No one. Who even cares? Is anyone going to notice her offering? It's not going to be noisy, and it's not going to cause any... Uh, fuss or attention, right? There you go. It's an example of giving no strings attached. She gave what she had. She's not expecting anything in return. She's not expecting any accolades. She's just, it's kind of just a quiet act of giving to God. A quiet act. Well, it wasn't quite so quiet because Jesus saw it and recognized it, and now it's written down for the, the, in the Scripture for the rest of time, right? I mean, our story is going to be told forever now, but at that time, she's certainly not expecting anyone to pay any attention to her at all. But there's something about her that impressed Jesus, and he lifts her up, as an example. Certainly her humility would be an example, giving without any strings. Certainly her dependency on God would be an example. She came in totally dependent on God. She gave the little she had. She leaves totally dependent on God. Giving matters. It's always mattered to Jesus, no matter what kind of giving it is. It certainly is the mark of a follower. Um, why, but why you give matters to Jesus. So it's not just about learning how to give, which is a good thing to do. But the next step is why you give. You know, it occurred to me that talking, speaking about giving, it occurred to me that one of the big temptations just now of this COVID time, I think, is especially here in North America, you know, we've really been sheltering at home for a long time. And that's caused us, I think, to withdraw and isolate into tiny little family units. And I think what happens after a year and a half, you, you kind of go into survival mode. And what can happen is, is that you stop. You stop reaching out. You know, you can stop. Even simple things like picking, picking up the phone and calling or answering an email. I think what can happen is, is that we can get so turned inward and so isolated that, you know, we forget. We, we're just so concentrating on surviving ourselves. 
So I, it's hard to read the times, you know, when you're in them. But I have a feeling in a few years' time down the road, we'll look back on this time and we'll think, you know, that was a really difficult time for us. We didn't, we didn't fully understand it at the time, but it really did affect us socially. Yeah. So, yeah, for, for Jesus, giving has always, always mattered. It's always been important, but for the right motives. And it might be like giving, simply helping a friend in need. That's a big deal to do that. It might be helping a family member. That's a big deal to do that. It might be giving money or time to your church or a cause that you think is worthwhile. That's a good thing to do. Any kind of outreach can be done as an offering to God. You know, and, and when I talk about giving it, when I'm talking about it as being an offering to God, it really frees you up if in your heart of hearts you're doing things first and foremost for God. Because then you don't really need to be noticed or affirmed or praised. And even if people misunderstand you and don't get you and don't understand you, you know that God knows. And that can carry you through a lot. But to try and look for people's praise and to try and always explain yourself to people and and win people's approval, I mean, the trouble with that is it's just never quite enough. You know, it's never quite enough. You never really feel like you're, you've quite made it. Another thing I've noticed, too, is that guilt is, is really not a helpful reason to do anything either. I know that many people are motivated and driven by guilt. I think it's not the best motivator at all. I think it's far, far better in the long run to just offer what we do first and foremost to God as an offering. Yeah, I mean, wanting to be noticed, yes. Many of us have a desire to be noticed and affirmed by people. Um, so when we do something or when we give something, you know, we want some praise. And at some level, that's a natural thing. But I think what Jesus is pointing out is, is that if you're truly giving to God, you know, you can let go of that need to be recognized or affirmed by other people. And when you give to God, it really can free you up because you don't need to be defensive about why you do what you do. You don't need to feel underappreciated because you know that God sees you and you're doing it for God anyway. You don't need to feel ignored because you know that it's, of course God sees what you're doing, right? So fascinating that Jesus, when Jesus is teaching this, he's teaching it to a group of disciples who have a great need to be recognized. Remember James and John? Yeah, they had a great need to be recognized. They wanted to be important. Now, to be fair to James and John, I think everyone has a need to be recognized and noticed and appreciated. But the reality is we don't always get in this world what we need. That's why we need God, because we can't, we can't get everything we need in this world. You know, some of us were raised in families where their best was never enough. 
Your best was never quite good enough. You can't remember a time in your family when someone said to you, you did a fantastic job, well done. Or some of us have been in marriages or with partners and these, any kind of affirmation stopped decades ago. You can't remember the last time your husband, your wife, your partner said, I really appreciate all you do. Or your children, I really appreciate all you do. Or some of us are in jobs where you just don't have a good boss. And you've never really had a boss that said, well done. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many places we can find this. We're in a situation where people don't understand us or they don't fully know us. They don't, they, they don't get us in some way. Jesus is saying, look, your father who sees you, your father sees in secret, who sees in secret will reward you. In other words, he's saying, God knows what you're doing. You don't need to tell the world. God knows your heart. God knows your heart. And that's an interesting line, isn't it? Your father who sees in secret will reward you. It's like, reward? Yeah. I wonder if maybe a part of the reward is being free from the tyranny of trying to get other people's approval. Yeah. It's like, you know what? You have, you have God's stamp of approval. You have God's stamp of approval. All the rest is just gravy, right? If you have God's stamp of approval... And you have a sense of that. It's like all the rest is just gravy. It's like Jesus is, it's like you can, you can practice giving without any strings. You don't need to be recognized. God sees. You don't need praise. God sees. It's like practice offering gestures of kindness or generosity or help, but give it first to God. And then you can release the outcome. If people don't notice, if they don't affirm, well, then they don't. Then they don't. But you know, God sees. Remember that old song, In My, in my Life, Be Glorified? Remember that song? In my work? It's like, God, it's all yours. In my life, in my work, in my home, in my church, whatever I'm doing, It's all done for you first. It's not about me. I'm offering it all to you. There's the prayer. There's the heart cry. God, help us to just be like that widow and and give all to you. You know, just see it all yours. Help us to live and practice that whole, no strings attached, no strings attached. Everything I do, In word and deed, it's done for you. Well, thank you for joining me. You have been listening to Celtic Preacher. Join with me again next week for another episode.